This Rise and Shine podcast series has been made possible by the generosity of the Zeitelman Family Foundation, which is committed to the unity and continuity of the Jewish people through meaningful and relevant Jewish education and wisdom. Someone who gets angry, we're taught by Maimonides, is like someone who worships idols. The Talmud says, anger can cause a sage to lose his wisdom or a person who is destined for greatness to forfeit it. This is Rise and Shine, a podcast that offers timeless wisdom and uplifting meditations to fill your heart, feed your soul, and start your day on a positive note. Here is Adrian Gold Davis. In the world of dating, there's this idea that one should be on the lookout for red flags. Those are tells or traits that reveal the true nature of another person. And while we rarely look for red flags in ourselves, which is really the most important work of being a human, we are very adept at noticing and pointing them out in our fellow humans, overlooking them in our children, and naming them repeatedly with those we do not care for notwithstanding the notion that, in fact, people can and do change, all of us come into this world with a certain homework to correct our characters so that in this life, that they might make their corrections required for their souls to ascend closer to their potential. And we need not feel ashamed of those areas of struggle. Indeed, God made us the way we are, warts and all. And often the ignoring of these flaws or the desire to rationalize them away are tremendous lost opportunities. In the world of recovery from addiction, many addicts will tell you that they had to hit rock bottom before they could make the necessary changes in their lives. And those who live with addicts often unconsciously enable them to protect them from hitting that bottom. In 12-step programs, you learn of a behavior called loving detachment. Detachment, they say, is that your spouse, your kid, comes home drunk and passes out on the kitchen floor. Detachment is leaving them there. Loving detachment is putting a blanket over them and leaving them there. In other words... I want you to own and accept where you fell and why, but I will keep you warm in the process. I will not call in sick for you the next day. I will not drag you into the bedroom so you don't need to face the consequences of your actions, but I will lovingly detach and give you a blanket. It's a vital part of not enabling, and many addicts in recovery say that the joy and pleasure of owning and admitting and overcoming dangerous traits and behaviors are some of their lives' greatest accomplishments, because it is true that there is no pleasure like that which we earned ourselves. Says the late Lubavitcher Rebbe, nothing is a person's own as something he has pieced together by the sweat of his brow, his mind, or his heart. A person would rather one bushel of his own grain, says the Talmud, than nine of his fellows. The home he himself built, the idea he himself conceived, the feeling he himself developed, are far more precious to him than an inherited mansion or the knowledge and inspiration that were imparted by his superiors. We were put here on earth to precisely do this work. And while Perke Avot teaches us that it is not incumbent upon us to complete the task, nor are we free from abstaining from it, 
because where there is much effort, there is much reward. Jewish life talks about a red flag that we must avoid at all costs, and that is the trait of anger. Rabbi Eli said, A person makes their character known in three ways. Their glass, which is koso, their pocket, kiso, and their anger, kaaso, which is how they act under the influence of alcohol, how generous they are, and how they act when they're angered. Anger is a plague, and quite literally so in the plagues that the Egyptians endured as God attempted to convince the Pharaoh to let the Israelites go forth into freedom. You know this the second of the plagues was the plague of the frogs, but according to some interpretations, actually that frog dilemma was a result of the blinding nature of anger. What do I mean? Well, in the Midrash, and that word means textual interpretation or study, in Exodus, the Torah commentator Rashi writes that initially the dreaded plague of frogs only consisted of one frog. However, the Egyptians were so infuriated by this frog, and they hid it to try and kill it and make it go away. And then this frog had this miraculous quality that every time it was struck, it multiplied into more frogs. But didn't the people notice eventually that every time they struck the frog, it multiplied? That every successive hit made more and more frogs until the nation was utterly covered in them? The great commentator, the Stipler, remarks that these questions are fundamentally flawed. He said that Although they certainly make sense on a rational level, the Egyptians were attacking the frogs out of anger. And when a person is angry, common sense is unfortunately the farthest thing from their mind. In a fit of rage, the emotional pain one is experience acts with a logic all its own. In the heat of the moment, the wisest course of action is almost always silence as every additional comment or action only magnifies the long-term damage which must be repaired after the situation cools down. So one might expect that this red flag would have its own commandment. So dangerous is it to the body, the psyche, and the heart. But there is no mitzvah, thou shall not be angry. Rabbi Chaim Vital speaks to this and shares a deep and profound thought. He says, Before we ever get to the point of performing mitzvahs or commandments, there is a need to develop our basic character. The traits that comprise our character determine the way in which we fulfill the mitzvahs. We must spend our energy in perfecting these aspects of ourselves. Once these are properly developed, we can perform the mitzvahs with relative ease. And so it appears that the work of anger management is a foundational work and the underpinning the foundation of a life of holiness. The late Lord Rabbi Sachs wrote this, What is dangerous about anger is that it causes us to lose control. It activates the most primitive part of the human brain and it bypasses the neural circuitry that we use when we reflect and choose on rational grounds. But while in its grip, we lose the ability to step back and judge the possible consequences of our actions. And the result is that in a moment of irascibility, we can do or say things that we might regret for the rest of our lives. In Perke Avot, The Ethics of Our Fathers, Rabbi Eliezer says, Do not be easy to anger. 
Someone who gets angry, we're taught by Maimonides, is like someone who worships idols. The Talmud says, anger can cause a sage to lose his wisdom or a person who is destined for greatness to forfeit it. You know, over the past few months, we have seen the red flags flying and waving around the world in war, in the war of words, even at the Academy Awards. Long before the anger management techniques and training and therapeutic programs we both prescribe and attend, the Torah warns us that this red flag waves higher and hotter than any other, whether in ourselves, our children, or our partners. It is part of the human condition, and some of us with greater measures of it than others. This week... Can we examine where we are with our anger? Can we examine the other red flags in ourselves with an eye towards working towards the great satisfaction of improving our character? And, you know, let's just stop hitting those frogs by striking back in anger because it only multiplies the problem. And who wants a heart filled with frogs? Thanks for listening to Rise and Shine. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to Momentum Podcasts on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Join Adrian again next time for more timeless wisdom and uplifting meditations that fill your heart, feed your soul, and start your day on a positive note. This podcast was sponsored by the Zeitelman Family Foundation. Spread the wisdom. Inspire Jewish individuals around the globe by supporting Momentum's podcasts. To sponsor, contact podcast at MomentumUnlimited.org. You're listening to a Momentum podcast. For unlimited inspiration, wisdom, and empowerment, visit MomentumUnlimited.org.